0: Good. Arya. thanks for doing this. I was trying to listen to your talk, but I was also selling coffee at the same time. We moved our operation down here so we could try to at least experience some of the talks. Um, but so I, kn- I know you were part of the Crypto Six, right? Is that That's what it's correct. being called? Can you give a quick explanation of that?
1: Yeah, the Crypto Six are six individuals, six libertarians, anarchist voluntarists in New Hampshire who were raided and arrested by the FBI on March the 16th for, quote, operating an unlicensed money-transmitting business. Essentially, what they're charging us with is helping people get cryptocurrency.
0: What was the business? What were you guys doing, That It was basically allowing people to exchange for, for crypto, or what was the... What? I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not 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 the right questions, not the right time. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, w- what is the current situation? What's uh,
1: the current situation is that we are awaiting trial. It's currently set for May of 2022, so next May, but it's likely to get pushed back to October of next year. And we're just, you know, preparing our defense and waiting to see what the prosecutors are going to throw at us.
0: And in 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 general, what will your defense be based on? What's what's the
1: we haven't really gotten that far in discussing it because there's like 100,000 pages of discovery, which basically means evidence that the federal government intends to use against us. So, I mean, it's a lot to go through, and we have to pick it apart and be like, okay, well, this is our defense against that. This is our defense against this. So it, we haven't really gotten to that point.
0: Do you think this is just kind of but the—
1: essentially, I mean, religious freedom is the overarching theme here because we strongly believe in defunding the war machine. And cryptocurrency is the best way we've ever seen of doing that that's the reason we support cryptocurrency is so that we can defund the war machine
0: and what's the religious freedom argument
1: that our religion involves defunding the war machine
0: okay uh, how about you know freedom of speech arguments you know code of speech things are, are those some some arguments you align with as well
1: absolutely I don't think they're going to be much use to us in a federal court. But they, they are arguments that I support ideologically, they just aren't defense arguments that we plan to make. Maybe they will be made. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't know what the other five are talking with their attorneys about, but the, the code of speech argument is not something I'm looking into for my defense. Do you think this
0: is just kind of the tip of the iceberg in terms of the federal government clamping down on crypto?
1: Oh, absolutely. And as someone asked, you know, why why isn't there more media coverage about this in the cryptocurrency world? And It's because this is happening elsewhere. We're just the ones who have the talk show and who have the accessibility to the Porcupine Freedom Festival to get out there and talk about it. But we're not the only ones this is happening to. It's going to continue like this until they ultimately set up Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini and these evil exchanges as the gatekeepers of cryptocurrency and force everyone to go through them to get crypto.
0: Yeah, I remember a few years ago even I think it was people out, you're using local Bitcoin and some people had gotten arrested in Florida.
1: Yeah, they they have always been arresting people who use local bitcoins. They usually get them for money laundering or drug trafficking or something like that. You you meet up with the someone who's actually an FBI agent, and they say, Oh yeah, I'm buying this Bitcoin, but this money that I'm giving you it came from selling heroin or whatever. And it doesn't matter that it didn't, that it's just an FBI agent lying to you. They still hit you with money laundering. Right.
0: It's basically setting people up.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. That's often what they've done in the past. They appear to be changing tactics now. Mm -hmm. Of course, they are hitting Ian Freeman with the money laundering charge, but that's one out of the 21 charges that are stacked against the six of us with probably more charges coming. Well,
0: uh, what what we do here is because, you know, we sell coffee here, uh, you know, for cash or Monero, uh, but I also offer – a change in Monero. So I had a a gentleman here today who wanted to get his hands on some Monero. He had a $100 bill. He wanted a coffee anyway, and I gave him his change in Monero.
1: That is awesome. I'm thrilled to see Monero representation here. Last year, I was actually the only person here using Monero to make purchases, and now we've got people here who love Monero as much as I do, but Monero is definitely the best of the cryptocurrency options as far as I can tell. I mean, it's it's the one that I'm behind a thousand percent.
0: Same here, man. Same here. So you want to tell us more as to... My audience always hears why I'm 100% Monero, but what's your reasoning and your logic?
1: Well, Shielded transactions are the default with Monero. It has all of these competitors like Zcash and Horizon, but none of those and even Hush, which I actually know the developers behind it. Shielded transactions aren't the default, you know. Bitcoin's biggest flaw is is also its biggest strength, the whole public ledger thing. But that allows anyone who has access to your public keys to see exactly what crypto has been sent in there, what crypto has been sent out. And you don't need to make that information available to anyone, much less the federal government who's going to use it to do shit like, I don't know if I can say that, but sorry, who kick in our doors and arrest us. Right. And
0: we're starting to act, it's no longer hypotheticals, we're starting to actually see uh... the bitcoin flaw and effect in be, being used against the network
1: exactly i mean they can blacklist bitcoin right bitcoin addresses and bitcoin that came out of certain addresses and they've done that in the past with bitcoin every bit of it is traced back to the genesis block or another block they can find out exactly what the origins of that coin are and if they want to blacklist it they can do that and they are doing that and that makes it useless to anyone with monero that's not possible
0: 100% agree so this is my first time at pork fest I've, I've heard about it for years never yeah. made it up here i'm so glad i did we're having an amazing time my daughter's having a blast she made a hundred dollars yesterday se- selling things doing things for people awesome. pure market capitalism around yeah. here uh but what i was most curious about when i came up here was are people into monero right because i feel like this group of people should align very well with monero and i'm i'm pleased to find that it seems to be blossoming here
1: it certainly is. Like I said, last year I was the only one using Monero, but I didn't come across any vendor who was like, no, I don't want to take Monero. The, in fact, it was quite the opposite. Oh, you're doing Monero? Yes, let's let's do this right now. And now it seems that we have more people spending Monero. Mark Edgington, who co-hosts the show with me, Free Talk Live, he bought some sort of zombie dart gun that was 3D printed with Monero. So just thrilled to see Monero taking off here. Is it
0: growing in the New Hampshire scene in general? Obviously at Pork Fest, but... I, I don't really know New Hampshire on the day-to-day, is it, is it as crypto as people say it is?
1: It is, um, but I feel like the AnyPay company, that people, the payment processor that people were using to make Bitcoin or cryptocurrency transactions has sort of held us back in that regard because it didn't support Monero, so you couldn't just go to the brick-and-mortar restaurant and use Monero, they had to pull out their private wallet to do that, but now. With the pay people no longer really in the equation, they're having to open up their private wallets anyway, which already support Monero, and they don't care which cryptocurrency we're giving them as long as we're paying the, the bill. So I, I hope to see in the near future Monero becoming more ubiquitous in New Hampshire, but at the moment it hasn't been simply because the pay protocol didn't support it.
0: What would be your advice to the Monero community, um, particularly, let's say, the, the more noobish of the Monero community, what they can do uh, to help Grow Monero and ensure its success.
1: The number one thing you could do is just go to any business that you frequent regularly, uh, establish a you know a friendship with them, and ask them if they are interested in taking cryptocurrency. You might want to leave with Bitcoin because that's the one they've all heard about. But ultimately, you know, just keep pitching them that, and this is how we did it in Keene, which has more crypto accepting businesses per capita than anywhere else in the world. We just talk to business owners hey will you accept cryptocurrency and it takes a while it takes about a year to get each business owner on board with it but after that it doesn't really matter to them what cryptocurrency they're taking because they're taking it
0: now so you're like a you're a crypto marine right you're you're literally on the front lines I feel like here you're getting the backlash that you know some people anticipated was gonna happen from your vantage point, where do you see this all going, particularly in the U.S.? What do you think the crypto scene is going to be like in terms of government, uh, you know, and regulation? Where are we headed?
1: Well, the government's slow. It, it took them a very long time to adapt to the existence of Bitcoin. I mean, by the time they're starting to adapt to the existence of Bitcoin, Cryptocurrency has already moved on to Monero and Hush and Zcash and all of these other privacy coins that are distinctly different from Bitcoin. So they're very slow, but they don't have to be fast if they can take control of the cryptocurrency exchanges that the average person uses to acquire cryptocurrency. And from what I can tell, that seems to be their tactic to take out local Monero.co sellers, to take out local Bitcoin sellers, to ta- just take these little people out across the board so that if someone wants cryptocurrency, they have to go through Coinbase or Gemini or Kraken. And the U.S. government ultimately has the authority to say, no, we don't want that person to be able to buy cryptocurrency. And Coinbase will go, okay, we won't let them buy cryptocurrency then, locking them out of the evolving world. Mm. So that, that's that's what I think their long-term goal is, is to... You know, just continue their fascist approach to everything, which is control the companies that the people require in order to subsist. And they want to create the circumstances where Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, and all these others are the companies that we require in order to access or use or acquire cryptocurrency.
0: So do you think that leads to a more grassroot effort, which is what it should be anyway, more peer-to-peer, right? So, I mean, governments can, can regulate the on-ramps and the off-ramps, but it's going to be really hard for them to stop the peer-to-peer transactions. Uh, with things like atomic swaps, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of, uh, being invented, it's going to be almost impossible to stop somebody that wants to use Bitcoin or Monero. Um, so do you think that's we're going to
1: move in that direction? I hope so, but it raises the the fundamental issue of how does a person who doesn't have cryptocurrency acquire cryptocurrency? And I mean, the best way is if you own a business to start accepting cryptocurrency, or if you're an employee to start asking your employer to pay you in cryptocurrency. And this is becoming more and more common as we're going forward. But ultimately, the average person, if they want to acquire cryptocurrency, they're going to go online and type it into Google and they're going to end up at Coinbase or Kraken or somewhere. And that's just it, they're not gonna end up on a decentralized exchange in order to acquire it. But these methods hopefully will always exist, the decentralized methods of distributing and sharing cryptocurrency, because they can't stop it. I mean, if you have 50% of the United States businesses accepting cryptocurrency and paying their employees in cryptocurrency, then Coinbase and Kraken and all these others, they become irrelevant in the first place. So that, I think that's the best tactic that we have, is getting businesses to accept cryptocurrency and getting them to pay their employees in cryptocurrency. I think that's the best way of defending against the federal government strategy.
0: Do You, you know, uh, I think we see things different than probably the way, you know, 99% of the U.S. population is currently seeing things. Uh, right now, everybody knows crypto, right? They know Dogecoin. They've seen it on Saturday Night Live. They know Elon Musk. Um, but do you think the, the mainstream population is going to— st- uh, eventually or start to get to the point where they really understand the power of crypto and that it's the power is in their hands if they want to to use Monero peer-to-peer they can and they can't be stopped do you think they start to wake up to that or are they going to be uh, misled by mainstream media and perhaps the you know the federal government that has their own agenda that's going to say you know crypto's bad it's used for nefarious things you know terrorists can use it do you think they're they're going to win with that argument or is, is liberty going to prevail and mainstream is going to, hope, you know, adopt uh, the, 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 the truth behind crypto?
1: Sure. Well, I think ultimately liberty will prevail, and at least in regard to the latter part of it. I mean, the Department of Justice, the FBI, all of these agencies have come out and said, hey, yeah, the number of illicit transactions on these cryptocurrency networks is actually pretty low. Most of them are completely legal transactions that are being made. So that, that's a weak argument. The media loves taking stories like that and running with them. But as Bitcoin becomes more popular, people are getting into it as an investment, which is, which is the wrong approach. Most people aren't interested in the ideological reasons for having cryptocurrency. Right. But as long as we're out there making those arguments and getting into... Cr- getting but people will people in ever
0: start to care about the ideological uh, reasons behind it?
1: Not until they realize that the issues that the USD actually creates and the issues that bank actually creates... Not until they realize how deep and pervasive those issues really are. I, I suspect the inflation that we've seen over the last year or so, with something like 20 to 30 percent of the total USD being printed within the last year, I think the the increase in prices are a result of that. People will start to realize, oh, hey, yeah, I shouldn't let the government control my money because we're going to end up just like Venezuela or Zimbabwe. So I'm I'm hoping to see positive results for cryptocurrency as a result of the insane government spending over the last year. And as that progresses, just more and more adoption, what I like to say is, yes, Bitcoin is up, but Bitcoin isn't up nearly as much as the USD is down. Mm -hmm. And that's because they just keep printing it. And I think those will be the reasons that cause people to get into cryptocurrency, not the privacy, not being able to control their own keys, but to just protect themselves against insane government spending. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping they wake up to the privacy aspects too. You know, I feel like people are a little bit, even with their use of mainstream social media, they're realizing, you know, uh, when they saw Trump you know getting deplatformed i think that was a wake up call for people uh, so maybe they'll start to understand decentralized tech and the power of and the fact that you know uh it can create censorship resistant networks
1: i wish that more people had paid attention to uh donald trump being deplatformed because that was amazing i mean it, it was terrifying but it was amazing as well you had youtube facebook twitter and all of these other mega corporations conspiring to deplatform the current president of the united states to take away his ability to reach the American people. And they did this almost overnight without any consequences whatsoever. They can do it to any of us. If they can do it to the president, they can do it to anyone. And
0: and the thing is, the president's still the, he could still create his own platform. But if you're just regular Joe and you get shut off, you don't have anything. You don't have a platform anymore.
1: So decentralization like library, Mastodon, can't think of any of the matrix all of these decentralized social media alternatives are out there we have many of them at freetalklive.com we have our own matrix server our own uh what's the other one i just said it i don't recall it's a twitter clone but uh we have uh
0: yeah um, i'm forgetting the name
1: yeah i can't think of it right now but there are decentralized platforms out there there's odyssey now which is an alternative to twitch streaming and is it mastodon Uh, no Uh, no, it is mastodon wait is it mastodon (laughs) there there are so many of them it it gets hard to keep track i think mastodon is the matrix server i don't remember now but either way i mean these alternatives exist all you have to do is look up you know decentralized alternatives to twitter Mm -hmm. or alternative to discord and these things exist and i think people should be on them because you you can't be shut down that way
0: Parler was one, but then ended up not being as decentralized as people thought.
1: Yeah. It also had Nazis on there and wasn't as free speech as they professed to be. And they also, I think, made a series of stupid security decisions, allowing geographic evidence to be uploaded with photos and stuff like that. Right. So right. ideally, you would want to get away from a centralized platform like Parler and into something that's actually decentralized.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Greatly yeah, appreciate this. All right. So you. where can people follow you, learn more about you, uh, find your talk show, which you guys have been doing for years? I know it's It's. I think it's are you guys associated with the with the Free State
1: Project? And uh, just go into that a little bit where people can learn yeah. more about you and your projects. Freetalklive.com is the best place to go. That's you know, that's the radio show that I do. And that's where most of my energy is being directed toward. I have other websites like fpolice.com, that's effpolice.com, and of course there's the reform satanicchurch.com, and just a bunch of different websites, but the main one people would go to would be freetalklive.com. As far as the Free State Project affiliations, no, I was a little upset that they introduced me as being a Free State mover when that's not really the case. I just ended up here, and I guess the Free State Project is ultimately the reason, but I'm not actually affiliated with them and don't really have any desire to be. Okay. So. Okay. Kind of a sore point there. <laughs> they, they well, ca- we'll make that clear here. <laughs> they kicked us out for one year, and so okay. I'm not going to get too buddy buddy with right. them when they're like, "Hey, yeah, we don't want you here anymore." Well, that sounds
0: antithetical to what they are, but I guess we won't even get in into that.
1: Well, they're a lot more open now than they were. I mean, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, or Pork Fest, is just sort of this thing that happens down here now. They used to have the entire campground reserved, where you had to have your wristband to even come into the gate. You had to reserve your camping site or your motel mm-hmm. room through Pork Fest. Or the Free State project. So this change occurred last year or the year before, I don't exactly remember when, but it's certainly free and open. Now. I mean, they used to have pork rangers driving around searching people's vehicles and stuff. Some I mean, really? Yeah. Just like three or four years ago. They were looking for Chris Cantwell, who wasn't here, but someone had said on the radio to screw with them that he was here and the next thing you know they're out searching people's vehicles and looking in trunks and stuff. So they were definitely out of control. But they have scaled back a lot, and because of that, this is the biggest pork fest in history. So it was. I, I've
0: experienced nothing but liberty here. I gotta say, I've, I'm having the time of my life.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, this year and last year are both just remarkably free and open years. No one has even asked me to show them a wristband. I don't have a wristband. Yeah. I just It'll came right. down. Yeah, I just came down here. No one we said we did. We did pay though. We just never got one. We never. We, had, we were too busy. <laughs> I, I didn't even pay. I mean, I just wandered down. But I'm, I was also speaking here. So what are they going to say? Hey, no, you can't be down here. Okay, fine. I'll just go do it at my site. So, but right. that wasn't the case two or three years ago. All right. Well, it sounds like we came at the right time. We did. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Nice meeting you, and uh, hope to see you
1: around some more. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be around. Right. I'm here until July the fourth. Awesome. Yep. Thanks, Thanks. so much.